everybody to episode 22 of late arrivals we got the three of us normal hosts this week and uh subbing in for connor who's a healthy scratch as chris put it on twitter today uh, we got <laughs> jack joining us from our uh fresh new uh lap riding crew he uh got us started today on uh inside the rink with uh our first article yeah if you haven't uh read that yet please go check it out it's on our uh, Twitter page. I posted it on Instagram. So, yep, read it. I'm excited to get the call up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if the Ducks aren't going to call anybody up, I mean, I guess we got to we got to yeah, fill gotta... in and fill their shoes for them. Yeah, I mean, they clearly listen to this. So, yeah, if we 100%. do it, you know, they'll follow along. This is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you Dallas guys just sit at home, like, oh. This is what I gotta do. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder, LAP. Yeah. Well, if you guys missed the Twitch stream on Friday, we had some exciting news that we announced. We had uh, joined a new network. Uh, we're on Inside the Rink now. We're gonna be doing our normal stuff with the pod, uh, but we're also gonna have written content by our lovely team of writers now: uh, Jack, Sean, and Patrick, and maybe one of the four of us hopping in every now and again, putting something out. Yeah. Uh, but it's just going to add to the content we already put out. Give us, uh, you know, some fresh new eyes on, on our stuff, which is always uh, appreciated and, you know, just helps us get more exposure, which we've been looking for. Yes, sir. Yep. But, uh, Should be fun. I'm excited. They, uh, just looking at all their stuff, they just have a lot going on, and it's kind of hard not to be excited to be part of it. So, it'll definitely be cool to collaborate with some of the other pods because we have a, a good mixture of some other teams a couple Bruins podcasts, uh, Blackhawks, there's a Minnesota one, and there's then there's a Vegas one, and a Toronto Maple Leafs one. Yeah, Chris, you said you're going to be on in a couple, couple weeks, right? December uh late december yeah i'll be on the i'll be on the late night leafs podcast fighting the good fight for the arizona coyotes someone's got to do it yeah right <laughs> might as well be me i'm already i already yell about it on twitter so might as well get on a <laughs> podcast and you get to do it to a canadian audience yeah it should be fun right i definitely won't have any issues with that with nobody, right? <laughs> All the listeners will be pretty chill. <laughs> well, uh, the other thing that we talked about was uh, Inside the Rink is a site in itself, and it also has its own app. So if you feel so inclined, uh, download the app. You'd be able to keep up with the pods, uh, any articles that come out. They even have a nice little scoreboard when you first open up the homepage, which is cool, kind of seeing games that are going on at that mm -hmm. time. It's a pretty official app, and... Yeah, the, the other cool thing is they have their own merch store, so uh, yeah. it might help kind of expedite this process of us being picky and <laughs> talking about making merch because we've only been talking about it for like 
a month and a half now. Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about merch since our first episode dropped, to be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. I think we had a merch idea before we even had an episode idea, but... Hey, we, we, we're just thinking ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely getting a mug. This That's just me. I'm getting a coffee mug. It's uh, inside the rink one. It's very nice. It's very simple. Very nice. can have it and, you know, show it off. Maybe get a hoodie. Maybe a hoodie. Say it helps support the network. So, you know... Can't can't go wrong there. Yeah. Shout out them. <laughs> yeah, follow uh inside the rink on Twitter and Instagram. Well all their YouTube actually as well, because we'll have our stuff on on the Oh, they YouTube. have a YouTube? Yep. And we're gonna have our episodes uh also posted there. So if you miss the Twitch VOD and YouTube's your preferred method of viewing, uh if you follow their account, we'll have our episode there. Yes, sir. We, we're going to be everywhere. You're going to get so sick of us, dude. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we sadly have to get into the last week of Ducks news. And at this point, it feels like same shit, different week. Yeah. But we do have a win to talk about since the last <laughs> episode, because after <laughs> our episode with Scott uh, had aired, the Ducks beat the Red Wings 3-2 in overtime. Still... No regulation wins. <laughs> uh, that game had everything. It had a duck surrendering a first career goal, uh, which happens like clockwork anytime there's a new rookie playing in the in the lineup. Uh, John Klingberg got his first goal as a duck, tying the game with 46 seconds. And Ryan Strom almost didn't score in OT, but he recovered nicely, and we got that goal on a. You know, nice uh, turnover caused by Trevor Zegris. Yeah. And the fun lasted all of one game because in the very next game we played the Jets and out of all of the losses we have accrued this season, it seems kind of like one of the ones that was a big gut punch, honestly. Yeah, that one sucked. Um, Out of these four games that we're kind of covering outside, of, well, the, we'll say the three losses, we really, I felt like we could have won two of them. The Jets one and the second Blues one, you know, like the the yeah, Jets one, nights. yeah, yeah. The the Jets one losing it like the way we did was just I don't know. After that nice Zegris goal, dude, like we went down two one, and then Zegris like what was it like a minute later or something, two something like that, yeah. The Jets didn't beat him. Kyle Connor beat him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a prop. Yeah, yeah. I think that the Zegris goal was like thirty something seconds after Connor's second goal. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it's, it's ironic that Zegers ties it, and then Zegers has a big turnover and doesn't <laughs> cover Connor. <laughs> Connor's wide open and scores the game winner. Yeah. <laughs> that one for sure, like I said on Friday, felt like one of those games that I cursed before I even tweeted <laughs> anything because I, I told you guys on stream that I was already planning to tweet a meme knowing it in my mind knowing it was going to ot with how much how little time was left and then getting the notification that kyle connor had scored again and been like oh damn it like i gotta delete my meme now (laughs) (laughs) uh that one we could have easily won i felt like we played a lot better than the jets but there's that's been a trend lately it's you know the ducks usually are you know have been really bad all season and just out of it from puck drop. 
<clears throat> but like the last couple of games now, I feel like they've played better than their opponent and they're just finding ways to lose. And it's <laughs> seriously annoying. But, so annoying. Shameless so plug, but I wrote about that in the first article you can check out on yes. Inside the Rink for the next. Yeah, catch up on everything that went down in article yeah. form. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's everything hard to we're talking about, but in it's words. hard to say Kyle Connor's the latest duck killer because it feels like with how bad we've been the last couple seasons, just every team kills us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He's definitely a standout. He, he joins the ranks of uh, Kevin Fiala and see who else is still in the league it reminds me of how louis erickson louis erickson kick our ass bro say like not, anthony, tell me would anthony duclair always did duclair too yeah for some reason he just like wouldn't score all season and the ducks came to town or he came to anaheim and all of a sudden he'd get all of his goals in one night for some reason yeah you said domi right chris yeah domi usually scores on us uh yeah, there's, think there's a decent else. amount. Yeah, I was gonna say the list is so fucking long that it's hard yeah. to be like, oh, well, this guy. Yeah, or that team, guy. Team, team of Meyer, team, team of Meyer. Yeah, That's he true. does. Um, Logan Couture. <laughs> yeah, it's just like going down the list of like, okay, there's three guys on William this Carlson team. William Carlson too. Just say everyone on the Knights, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone on the Knights. Yeah. Has I mean, a career whenever... night when they face us. I, I still can't believe over the years we still I think we've still beaten the Knights only like I think I can still count it on one hand how many times we've beaten the Knights in their existence and it's it's so sad like there's almost no need to even watch when it's a Ducks Knights game because it's either going to be a blowout or the Ducks are going to lose in like the most dramatic way possible man that doesn't feel good thinking about all the ways we've been killed over the years <laughs> Oh, real quick, Will Farrell's at the Kings game right now. Just just tossing that out. Making his uh, yearly appearance. Yeah. Isn't he always there? He is, is there a, but like, there are a lot. I feel like I always see pictures of him at Kings games. They pick and choose when they want to show him, though, because sometimes <laughs> it's just like he's acting normal, and some other times <laughs> you could tell he's kind of hamming it up. I will say, I hope they don't do one of the Ron Burgundy games with him because... As much as I love Anchorman, mm-hmm. the one time they did that with him and Jim Fox was just a nightmare. Yeah, like, I, I, I get, it's it's hard to do it. It's hard to do it live. Mm-hmm. But my God, it was it was fucking terrible. When like did they two, do that? Two or three seasons ago, maybe. Yeah, it was before it was before COVID. But uh, let's see. Blues game one, we scored two power play goals in one game, which <laughs> feels like something that should be celebrated because for a time there, uh, we had no power play goals on the road. Um, That's my regulation win. But it's hard to really <laughs> celebrate when you still get pumped six to two. Yeah. And it, it just felt like every time I was looking at my phone, there was just another goal notification and just was like, rolling one after another and going into last night too it's just like it seems like we're getting better effort out of them but there just still seems to be a piece missing um you know saturday's game game one apparently the players held a 
player only meeting after the game. Uh, Lisa Dillman reported that. Yeah. They canceled practice on Sunday, which I wouldn't say is kind of waving the white flag, but kind of feels like, uh, hey, last night was rough. Let's not like, let's not hit it too hard and just kind of go in fresh on Monday. And the result was a little bit better. The score wasn't as bad, but, you know, yeah. when you're trotting out 11-7 again just for the sake of trying to get things rolling and you know shaking things up like i don't see how you'd expect anything to change but yeah we gotta get kevin shattenkirk those mitten those minutes and that valuable ice time yeah uh, I just feel like everything was going to hell this week. Like once that, once they got that win against the Wings, everything just went downhill like so fast. That 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 six two Blues game to go down four nothing, and I felt like I felt like I was I just blinked and it was four nothing. I was watching UCLA USC, so I wasn't really watching. So I guess I'm glad I missed it. <laughs> you were doing better things with your time. Yeah. Okay. One interesting thing about that game was like. In the last, you know, week, that was obviously the worst game by score. But if you look at like expected goals scored for each team, like we yeah. outscored them by like the widest margin of any any team this week. Yeah. So we just we made costly mistakes, and they the so Blues many. just took advantage of it. Yep. Yeah, and like uh, last night's game, I got to see the first period. And, uh, well, most of it, I didn't see the whole first period, but I saw the blue score, obviously, because it was what, like 11, was that the one that was 11 seconds into the game? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then <clears throat> once I left the duck scored, so I missed, I missed the duck's goal. And then I was at, I was at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a, a say, I think the weekend in St. Louis was the weekend of speculation and controversy because you have the game on Saturday and mm-hmm. then the report that apparently the Leafs are interested in Frank Vetrano and can't make money work. So that might not go through. And then all of a sudden Pat Verbeek's at the arena and <laughs> was down by the locker room after the game. And I mean, Lisa Dillman said that, Oh, it's normal. He was supposed to be here. You know, Lies. it's just kind of, standard procedure but that definitely whipped twitter into a frenzy last night i know i was having fun tweeting locker gate and shit like that <laughs> i don't want to so much abandon hope not saying that i still have feelings that the ducks are you know going to turn this around and be a playoff team in a couple months but i kind of feel like we're at that point of the season where it's like you got to do something yeah there has to be something done or something that shakes up the team whether it's a trade it's call-ups demotions whatever mm-hmm. um i know you know we'll get into it a little bit later you know when we we get to the hockey 365 question of the week but why not sign grimaldi it Seriously. can't be it can't be worse than what we already have going for us um you know if we know anything about him he's a hard-working player and he sure as hell would be an upgrade over anybody that's in the bottom six right now outside of maybe one or two guys. Yeah. You know, 
we see 11-7 last night and Reganda gets scratched again, which shouldn't surprise me, shouldn't come as a shock because it's happened a couple times this season already. But it's like, okay, you take out this promising rookie who, you know, isn't exactly getting the results, but is still playing his ass off and trying in favor of, hey, let's have an extra defenseman and still... I don't know that the concept of 11 seven has always bugged me because in my mind, I see it as well. It keeps our, our defensive pairings fresh and we can rotate guys in and out a little bit faster and kind of keep up, but it also feels like you're hampering yourself because they're NHL players. They're, <laughs> they should be in shape or well-conditioned enough to be able to keep up with that play at normal, you know, at normal numbers i guess yeah you know doing a 12-6 and it just I, I i know we've said it multiple times and i sound like a fucking broken record here but like it always seems like it's oh this is going to get him to wake up this time we're mm-hmm. scratching a guy and that should come as a as you know a sign of hey you need to play better but it always seems like it's the wrong guy that's getting scratched and always. not that not that I feel, you know, you have to make an example out of somebody by scratching them, but it just feels very counterproductive to take out somebody who's putting the effort in and just not being rewarded on the score sheet. Yeah. Because for a team like this, that's having problems doing even the basic things is winning, you know, not in overtime, like you got to, not so much stick with what's working because clearly something isn't working, (laughs) but like, I don't know. It's like putting yourself at a disadvantage for no reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can talk as much as we want about, Oh, they might be purposely doing this. And this may be, you know, a stealth tank or, you know, they, they clearly won a high draft pick this year. And it's like that comment always is funny because teams don't lose on purpose. Like no. they are professionals at the end of the day. They are getting paid to do this. It's just, I don't know. It gets to that point where it's, it's very just like, okay, we're, we're doing this again. <laughs> yep. Here we go. But yeah. I don't, I honestly think the easiest thing to do is, is to get Grimaldi on this team. I mean, even if it's just like a little bit of a, a, uh, a jump for the team, just anything at all. Like I, you, we know you're not going to fire the coach. We know that's not happening, at least not this week, probably not this month, maybe not even at, by the end of the year, but you got to do something. You can't keep rolling with this over and over again. And then, you know, like you said, scratch someone who doesn't like, it's just unnecessary. Like, <laughs> yeah, Comtois injured, but you have you have other people that can just easily replace a spot in the lineup. It's not like we're so shorthanded where you absolutely need to go eleven seven every night. Yeah, like it's, it'd be different if everybody was healthy and there's guys that are fighting for that spot. Yeah, Derek Grant's been out of the lineup because his he's been injured, and it's not like our centers have been otherworldly, yeah. but everybody's kind of fallen in line. McTavish gets his games here and there when Dallas so feels putting him in his right position. Yeah. Um, and he looks good when he's he in the right position. But it's like, it's not like 
losing Comtois to an injury is just the nail in the coffin for the season. Like there's a reason you have call-ups and you can move guys around or have that extra depth to play, but I don't know. Everything's very backwards this Mm -hmm. year. And maybe it was just us tapering our expectations a little too, too high and expecting that the talent that this roster has would, would flourish and kind of Mm -hmm. show that, Hey, maybe, maybe Aikens isn't a bad coach. Maybe it's just, maybe he was given the shit end of the stick. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the cards just haven't lined up in his favor and it's really been, you know, just bad luck, Mm -hmm. but you can say that all you want and it's not matching what we're seeing. I think we under, I think we underestimated how bad Dallas Akins is as a coach. Like, I didn't think he was this bad. There's just something, I don't know. Are we, maybe we're all missing something. I mean, I know we're not in the league. We're not coaches. We're not anywhere near that. But it just seems like all of us, like a lot of people, it's not just like one person or just, you know, just the few of us here. A lot of people can see what he's doing and they're like, hey, why not do this? It's like right in front of your face. Like this seems like it would be a better option than what you're putting out there. And I feel like we're we're doing that every single game day. It's just like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something, maybe there's more to it that we just have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> but it seems like such an easy thing to do and then it's like he'll finally put mctavish where you want where we want him and then it'll go like i don't know he'll get three shifts in and they won't score and he'll switch it up and all of a sudden mctavish is on the wing again or he's centering i don't know the fourth uh, a different line because what was last last night he was with um who was he with last night he was with brett leeson and uh the jones might have been Max Jones, yeah. What was the what game was it where he was on the second? He was the second line center. Was that, that was Saturday's game. That was Saturday, and Saturday. it sounded like it was literally for maybe three shifts in the in a period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I felt like it, it that was played around with like right away, and it's just stupid. I I just don't understand what I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just continue to be a dude in a chair because i clearly (laughs) i'm there's something that i'm missing i guess i have no idea yeah because like you look at the roster construction and obviously we lack depth obviously because you know we're in the middle of a rebuild we weren't expected to be good this year Mm -hmm. um i still thought we were going to be about the same as last year sitting around like a 10th overall pick around there but i mean you look at the decisions that eakins has been making it's like you're not like yeah we're not good but you're not making us any better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's the frustrating part. Cause like, as a fan, like, obviously we know we weren't going to be good, but it'd be nice to see steps taken from our younger players and all that to, you know, show some sort of improvement or to show that there's something there. And I, you know, he's yeah. just been, you know, suppressing that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I I remember uh, before the season started, we said, hey, you know, this team, maybe they're fighting. We we thought maybe they could be fighting for a playoff spot. There's still time for them to turn it around and go on like a nice little run, like like what the Devils are doing even. I don't think, I mean, we're definitely not that good to be going on like a 13-game <laughs> win streak, but even like a six-game win streak or something. 
Yeah, um, like it's it's possible to turn it around and right the ship, but it yeah. just feels like the means to do that are always hampered by just one little and it's always one little thing. It never yeah. it's never I mean maybe it's just because we're a small a smaller market and we don't hear the things like a Toronto or a Montreal or you know even to an extent, you know, like the teams that have won the past couple of years like Tampa or Colorado, teams that have real expectations on them. Mm -hmm. but it just seems like there's there's just something in the air that everyone just kind of doesn't think about just because of what we are Mm -hmm. like we are in a rebuild and not getting much attention outside of you know the added spotlight of trevor's egress the last two years like it just feels like this would be a bigger deal. I, I I'm trying to remember who was talking about it yesterday. It it wasn't it your tweet, Chris. You said if we were in a different market, like this oh, would yeah. be like a complete, yeah, you know, media circus. Yeah, if he was in a, I said a traditional hockey market. There's no way he's still the head coach of that team by now. Yeah, and you know, like Johnny and uh, eat my Aston Reese in the chatter saying like, is it a whole like a new coaching staff going to fix things like you know to answer your question i don't think it's realistic to fire everybody just because it's it's hard to replace three coaches all at the same time yeah but it's like you know there's there's something going on that just isn't seen that i don't think we'll ever know yeah because at the end of the day, you know, we don't have access to the room. You know, we're just fans. Like mm-hmm. we see what's like what the product on the ice is. We're yeah. we're never we just... gonna know the days, you know, the day in, day out of yeah. what happens around this team. But it's just like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's very I wouldn't so much say concerning. You know, I'm not going to bed at night losing sleep over <laughs> yeah. you know the ducks being bad because if being an angel fan my entire life or at least you know my formative years as a teenager onwards sometimes sports suck yeah it's not easy being a sports fan when you care about the team or the sport you're watching like (laughs) you know we've talked many times on twitter about you know you can't really police fans and tell them how to be a fan because we all enjoy sports differently but it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the day, we also see it through that lens of you want the team to win. You want your team to be good. You don't want to yeah. you know, be sitting here going, fuck, why is, you know, why is the coach doing this again? Why aren't the players producing? Why isn't this happening? Why isn't the goalie playing better? Like, yeah. And everybody with the, with the tank and all that, it's like, I get it. Of course, you know, this season's not great. So yeah, we do want to, it would be nice to get the number one pick or top three or top five even but I can't sit here and root for my team to lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to go into every game and be like, all right, I hope we lose this one and like cheer when they get scored on because you're kind of implying that cheering for your team helps them win. And, a cl- and clearly that's not working. So <laughs> me rooting against them is not going to help them lose. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten know. to the point the last couple of years where it's just like, you root for the young guys to do good. Yeah. And that's literally it. You don't care yeah. about the score, really. I mean, you do, but, like, at the end of the day, you're like, well, at least Zegers did good. At least mm-hmm. Drysdale did good, you know. 
McTavish looked good for his two shifts at center. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking a lot better lately. Mason McTavish. Yeah, he looks he looks way more comfortable. He was all over the place on I think it was Saturday's game against uh the Blues and the Jets game. I think I remember he was just all over the damn place. So I'm definitely kind of of the opinion that Dallas should at least be commended for playing him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we kind of joked a couple episodes ago about the the baby gloves and oh, how is he <laughs> gonna handle him and how is he gonna deal with him? Is he gonna do it like he did with Zegris? And if he's done anything right, he's at least in with how shitty things have been, it's at least kind of a trial by fire. And is that great for long-term development? No, I don't <laughs> think so because no. the NHL, especially nowadays with how, with how player development is just with where the game's at, you, you definitely want your players to be producing and making progress and not just being like, ah, he's young. He'll get it eventually. Yeah. You know, do you look at, for every for every McTavish you have you have that Austin Matthews that comes into the league and just lights it up right away. Yeah. And finding talent like that isn't something every team gets to do. Like I said, for every Matthews or McDavid, you have your Owen Powers or your Nico Heischers of the world that take some seasoning. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I haven't really kept up with the Sabres this year, but I haven't heard anything bad about power. No, I he's looked pretty. I I I think he's looked pretty decent this season. Darlene, on the other hand, is really taken off now. Like he yeah. is a monster. And you know, a couple seasons ago when he was drafted, everybody was like, "Is he, you know, a bust? <laughs> is he going to be a bust? Like, yeah. is he really going to be the real deal?" Mm-hmm. So I, I I will say, Eakins is at least doing one thing right, and kind of letting him figure it out because I do while I do question some of the things that have been happening with the team, whether it's, you know, a lack of leadership or whatever's, whatever's going on, it seems like they at least trust the rest of the guys to be able to help shape him. Yeah. Um, You know, with Zegris, our big complaint was just let the kid, you know, let the kid be a kid, let him go out there and play, let him do his thing. And we didn't get that right away. And I think they've at least learned of, hey, you know what? Sheltering him and babying him is not going to do him any good. Yeah. But. Yeah, that was really frustrating with Zegris. It was mainly ice time. Yeah. And I mean, we're seeing some of that. But I mean, for every situation like we're in, you can have an extreme that's a worse, like with what's going on with Shane Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored tonight. He sure did. Right away. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> just needed a trip to Coachella. Yeah. Loosen them up. Yep. Exactly. So I guess, you know, we'll kind of we'll kind of end the the doom and gloom there because you know it it, it is rough. It, we we've said it multiple times and especially in this conversation, like you you want your team to succeed. Yeah. Um it's just kind of reeling those expectations back in and being able to look at it again from a new perspective of okay, if this is going to be what the season is like, you know, it's just going to kind of be a reality for the next couple of months. And 
as long as things are trending the right way with some of the guys that we need to see upward progression from, you know, the season's not going to be a loss. Yeah. I was going to say we can end on a positive about the Ducks. <laughs> um, three things. I know uh, Jack tweeted out, I think, yesterday or whatever. I think yesterday about Cam Fowler. Was it you? Mm-hmm. He has, what, four four points in, like, his last five or something? Or is it four goals in five? Um, Not four I, goals because he only has three. I wrote down a couple stats earlier today, too. <laughs> he's got, uh, in his last four games, he's got seven points, two of them okay. being goals. And I think Henrique has uh, – Eight, Eight in his last nine. Yeah, nine or yeah, nine or ten or something like that. And then I was going to talk about the power play. I actually think it's getting better. And I like Zegris. I like where they put Zegris on the power play now and then having McTavish and Henrique. I just think it's it's perfect. Like I hope they don't mess with it. Just let it continue to do its thing. And I feel like once it gets going, it's going to be awesome to see. Because the, their passing has been a lot better with those guys gelling together and Oh man, I just I I I've enjoyed that top uh, power play unit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot better. Yeah, I still want to see more more movement because guys mm-hmm. are just you know standing in the same general area and just looking for passes instead of <laughs> you know skating with it and trying to create some offense and instead of defenders away <laughs> instead of trying to be dynamic with it and like, yeah. hey make the guys chase us it's like oh yeah. okay i got the puck i'm gonna take a shot now you know please <laughs> yeah, don't stand won- in the way yeah <laughs> just a heads up the I puck's coming the, i think it was the second period of the uh winnipeg game we're on the power play and zegris like had the puck on the side and he tried to like make a sauce pass to terry mm-hmm. and it literally went right to like three, like somehow like the Jets defense got out of position. There was like three de- uh, defensemen sitting there, and it bounced like off all three of them, and they went and they like, could have had a two on one if they didn't. Yeah, clear. I remember that one. <laughs> I think that comes down to coaching. Um, I mean, Dallas. Uh, I guess that's another thing we can give him is he's understanding that uh, Zegers on the half wall kind of drives the the offense on the power play and yeah it's kind of letting him have free reign mm-hmm. and i mean credit to z he's really worked on being more defensive minded i was about to say that like i've noticed him like back checking like crazy lately it's been really nice to see it helps that he's a very light and fast <laughs> skater yeah that he can back check faster yeah um, but it's definitely it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, I feel like if anybody out of between him and McTavish with this whole you know play your play your comfortable position, if there's one of them that should be playing wing. Out of the two of them, it should be Zegris. Yeah, and even then, Zegris is much better at center. But if the logic is, hey, we need to load up on offense. One of these times, I, I want to see it once. Just Zegers on McTavish's wing. Yeah, if we're getting killed, like yeah. just just roll it. Just just for just for the fans. Like <laughs> even science. if it does, just if it doesn't do anything, you know. <laughs> for science. just 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 show it. Just just show us show us what we want. <laughs> yeah. 
I wanted to say something else, but I'm not going to say it. And Troy Terry, he's having a <laughs> he's having a great season. Yeah, I think maybe even better than last. I mean, he's on pace to have a similar, if not better, season than he did last year. Yeah, and last year I definitely was his coming out party of like him being the real deal. I think he, I think Dalton uh, tweeted out that he was on like Terry's on pace for like ninety eight points or something. Yeah, it was it was Dalton. Yeah, and then Zegras is like in the seventies, so he's gonna have to up that to help me out on my prediction of hundred <laughs> points, which we're, we're behind. We're a little behind. Will he be a top ten player by the end of the season? You think? Terry or Zegras? Uh, Troy Terry. Hmm. I'd say more top fifteen, top twenty. Yeah, I don't think I'll go top twenty. I think I with how the 15. how the team's going, I might say fifteen, maybe not ten, but fifteen. Yeah. Realistic ballpark, I think. Yeah. He's well, still underrated. He is. Yeah. Very. The league. And he's still yeah. very good. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> still very good. <laughs> he would be, he would get a lot more attention in a bigger market. Oh, for sure. Oh, definitely. Well, Imagine him on the Leafs. Jesus. Let's not think about that with the trade rumors <laughs> of the, the Leafs looking at Ducks players, please. <laughs> Let's not will anything into existence on X. Oh, hey, you know, you oh, know will they want to Toronto. To Toronto. Oh, will that one? Yeah, that and one's let's get, okay. Let's get Nick Robertson. And if they want John Klingberg, they have to wait till January because John Klingberg yeah. has a no trade clause right now. Yeah, can't get traded at all. So. Well, let's let's put things in more of a positive light. Like I said, let's uh let's go away from the doom and gloom because <laughs> it's a little hard to to not be little pessimistic about the things going on because this last weekend was actually pretty big uh lucas Stostel last week was named ahl player of the week stopped 83 of 86 shots in three games played had a 965 save percentage jesus uh wow. two wins one loss and i'm pretty sure the one loss was to bakersfield and bakersfield's just as good as they were last year mm. yeah they wound up winning the calder cup so Putting up, you know, numbers like that in three games is concerning because that's a lot of shots. But yeah, um, gotta get at the to same it, time, it's just proving that <laughs> you know down the road it's not going to be a bad idea to maybe give uh, our Czechoslovakian king a shot. But you know, yeah. Speaking of call ups, uh, Friday night while we were on stream, we were talking about this, but uh, we had a big night for uh prospects tristan leno five points uh both jacob perot and Braden tracy had three points in their loss to grand rapids that night olin zellweger had a goal and seven shots in one game which is just <laughs> at this point it's not even ridiculous because he does it so frequently but as a defenseman yeah. it's just wild uh, but he also probably shouldn't be playing juniors right now. So <laughs> can't really be like, oh, hell yeah. Like he's killing it because <laughs> the kids he's playing against are like just getting dangled in and out of their skates every every other game. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Gauthier had a three-point game. Uh, Jackson Lacombe had two points. He had a goal and an assist. Also with seven shots on goal. You know, for as bad as oh things God. have been going... It definitely looks like the farm's 
well stocked you know we may not have a lot of these guys in the system just yet to be eligible to play but you know if their development continues going on the route it's going you know looks like we might have some real uh I mean, Zellweger definitely is the biggest steal I think we've got in the last couple drafts, but yeah, I'm really liking these picks so far from Verbeek and how they're kind of panning out, you know, a year, not even a year after they've been drafted. Um, and we've always been a pro Pat Verbeek podcast here, but yeah, you know, definitely seems like he uh, did his homework because yeah. for the last couple years of Murray's tenure it felt like we were getting more Martin Madden picks and not Bob Murray picks <laughs> yeah. it was always a good thing mm-hmm. but it always kind of felt like there was one grab bag like oh this guy might be something kind of pick and mm-hmm. you know this last year it was a really like oh no I could see where this guy could fit I could see where you know the the thinking was on this one so it's it's cool to see that you know all in one night a bunch of the prospects that were playing you know, yeah. kind of made their mark. You know, it's something to focus on when the, the product in front of us isn't exactly the best. Would you I'm say that Pat Verbeek that. deserves a pat on the back? Okay, so with Ooh, that, sorry, we'll be uh, ending the episode. <laughs> sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Shut up, Lou. Yeah, Sean, I am definitely also excited to see what Patrick writes about Olin. Um I know he he it sounds like Patrick has a lot in the works. Yeah. Yep. So we're we're definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, make sure you're following inside the rink, by the way, so you don't miss out <laughs> on that. You can actually go on their <laughs> website and sign up for uh news alerts and you can click on which league and team you want news alerts from. So if you want the ducks, click the ducks and you will get all of our wonderful writers' articles right to your inbox inside the rink <laughs> <laughs> well we'll finish up uh you guys want to do three stars first or you guys want to look ahead at the uh this next slate of games so i have my stars. three stars i always kind of leave you guys out to dry <laughs> yeah we can, do, we can do three stars you can start then just tell us yours uh okay my uh my third star this week i gave to gibson because okay. he hasn't exactly returned to form and the Gibby we know and love, but you know what? He he's had a bit of a bounce back. Um feel like we're kind of at that point where he's kind of working with what's in front of him. Mm-hmm. And it's just gonna kind of be the <laughs> it's just gonna kind of be how it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's good to see him kind of having a little less stinkers here and there. Um he played really, really well, it seems in the last couple games, minus maybe Saturday, but even then I kind of think the circumstances of not having the best group in front of you yeah. does something. He has uh, looked a lot better over the last handful of games for sure. My second star, I put Colton white because okay. it seems like he kind of plugged in and has been, you know, pretty solid in the limited time we've seen him. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like we're hearing his name a lot of like, ah, oh, shit, you know, he's, <laughs> we don't know what to expect with him. Nobody's yelling yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the big word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then at number one, it's hard to not put Zegris. I mean, we can sit and talk for hours about 
you know what he's doing because he truly is a special player game in and game out and yeah you know keeping up the pace you know despite the team being bad he's still scoring still kind of producing um yeah the tying goal in winnipeg was very nice so i kind of kind of feel like my uh ranking there is a little biased just because of the (laughs) the he nice factor of that goal i mean he has 16 points in 19 games so not too shabby while terry has 20 also not bad (laughs) (laughs) okay who wants to go next lou you want to go um i kind of agree with drake but i'll add in uh austin strand he he's been looking good too like the whole third pairing has probably been their best defensive pairing yeah that's a good pick yeah i agree with jake i would say i'll probably go gibson as the third star um i have like the way he's played the last handful of games i i think he's finally uh maybe getting into like a, a more of a rhythm than when he first started the season. Hopefully it continues if the team doesn't break him first, but I'll give him the third star, second star. I'm going to, I'm going to give the second and first star to our little, uh, who I just shouted out like before we started this. And that's uh, Henrik with his eight points in 10 games. I'll give him the second star and then uh Fowler first star. I have liked how Fowler's played he's getting points like every night. If it's not a goal, it's an assist. He's just, he's finally clicking. Cause he had a very, I, I think it was last season. He had a very good offensive season. So it's nice to see him maybe uh, getting back on track with that. All right. You're up Jack. So you pretty much stole two out of three of mine, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got Colton white at number three. Um like Lou said, that third pairing has it's probably been the best defensive pairing last week for the Ducks with Strand and White. And unfortunate to see White got sent down, but yeah. I saw a tweet from uh, let me pull it up so I don't misquote him here from uh, Jake Rudolph. Oh, okay. He said, uh, one thing to keep in mind as Strand's getting sent down, the Ducks only have six defensemen on the roster, so this is either a paper transaction and he'll be recalled tomorrow. Someone else will be recalled, or uh, Bull U or Vakin Nine is ready to come off the IR. Oh God! So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. But so yeah, I got Colton White at third, Adam Henrique at second. Um, I really liked how he's played all year. He's been yeah exceptional all year long, and he's continuing to stay hot. And then Cam Fowler, number one, you know, seven points in the last four games. He's just been running the offense from a deep from from the blue line, and it's yeah. been great to see. Yeah, Henrik Henrik's been pretty consistent all year. That's been nice to see, especially with how last season was, where he was like put on waivers, and <laughs> we thought he was going to get traded. And now look at him. I love all of the Bob Murray head games that were going on. <laughs> I had a hard time choosing a lame duck for the week because I. I don't know. I kind of feel like I wouldn't say we overdid that bit, but it's just like it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to come up with something new when the results are the same. Yeah, and nothing really egregious happened this week. I mean, maybe we can just say the defense because of the Jets game. <laughs> I'll say Dallas Aikens again. I mean, if we're going off of Connor's rules, the belt 
or the title doesn't change until someone else it? does something worse. And Aikens technically was the last one to have. Hmm. I was going to say Shattenkirk for coming back and getting Strand <laughs> sent down. <laughs> I was actually going to say Kulikov just because of the dumb penalty at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like I mean, we could do four that. Four minutes left, <laughs> like four and a half minutes left. And he, you know, like, come on. It just yeah. sucks that there's so many names popping in my head that could be Lane Duck of the Week. <laughs> it's just like okay. a wild wing in there, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who did this? Who did that? Yeah. Let, yeah. Uh, let's, I mean, let's... Besides, besides the Detroit game, what good has John Klingberg done? Oh, my gosh. Have his name pop up in trade rumors? Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. Like a, yeah. He's the number one name on the um, – who posted it? Uh, I think it was Dreger posted – Dreger or Saravalli was one of them. Yeah, yeah, he had him at the top of the list for defensemen to look out for for the Maple Leafs. I think it was Saravalli. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll get into that after we uh, look did ahead. You know, and Frank Saravalli, did you know he's thirty four years old? <laughs> that was wild when yeah. I saw that on Twitter the other day. I was like, what? Yeah, but... yeah. his gray hair has gray hair, so I don't even know how. To... <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at Getzloff. At least he has hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, the the week will continue. We get the uh, Rangers tomorrow, so Ooh. no, nothing, nothing bad's gonna happen there for sure. Definitely the Kings not. just oh, the Kings scored and tied it up, but Chris Carter literally just tied or uh made it four three Rangers. Hot. Let him go to overtime. Tire, tire him out. Yeah, just tire him out. I don't even think it matters. Round shootout. Yeah. I remember before, it was always nice to get teams on the, on their second of back-to-backs after they've played L.A. the night before because that's when the Ducks were better, and they would they could easily beat the hell out of them the next night. Now, like this season, we've played so many teams. It's a breather. It's like, oh, we had to play L.A. last night. Oh, yeah. cool. We get okay, an easy now game. We can just, yeah, we can just kind of <laughs> cruise, and they, you know, they don't win. They don't beat these teams who are, you know, playing back to back. It's stupid. <laughs> so we get Rangers tomorrow. We get the Senators after that, which I think that game will be a little more even. I feel like yeah. it's going to be a chaos game. I'll be uh, there. No Nick Delorier to get a hat trick again. Uh, <laughs> Ducks cracking after that, and then we get our first Ducks Predators. After in that. wonderful Nashville, Tennessee, um, this podcast's I, favorite city. I have a feeling that we're going to see the emergence of Nito uh, Nito Riders, the newest oh. duck killer, just because, it, of course, he's on the Preds. Yeah. yeah. He um, was going to be a duck, man. <laughs> so I, I'm not so much putting that negative energy out there. I just know it's a fact of life. <laughs> Realistically, I think they have a shot. Senators cracking, maybe go two for two in the next four. Uh, yeah, but we'll be we'll be seen. We'll have to really impress to sneak a win out of. I think we'd have to really, really like handedly beat the Kraken because the Kraken aren't as bad as everyone thought they were going to be. Nope. Have a little more hope against the Senators, but you know, we'll take hope, it game. We'll take it game by game. I just hope Beneers doesn't hurt me too much. 
I love him. He's we don't really have time. Good too. I've had enough pain already. But Jack, <laughs> Jack, you said you're going to the Black Friday game. Yep. I'll Are be you there. going to Lou? Will you be there? Uh, if I feel better, I will be. Okay. I don't know if I'm going tomorrow yet or not, though. I think Connor said he was going too. Yeah, Connor said yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So LAP will be in the house. <laughs> Buy them cookies. You gotta say England on Friday too. Friday morning. Oh my god, I can't wait. You gotta Actually, tell us I, when you s- come out here, Chris, so we can all all go to a game together. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yep. Well, like I said, hopefully I'm out there in uh, February for uh, the Sabers game. The only thing that sucks is it's like a Wednesday night, so I don't know if I, everyone will be able to, <laughs> to pull that off. But I'll take the I'll I'll get off of work early just for you. Nice. Mm-hmm. The love. Well, a new thing we get to do on our episodes is we have an ad read now because uh, Inside the Rink has a partnership with ESPN. So if you uh, go over to insidetherink.com slash ESPN and sign up for ESPN Plus, helps us out as a pod, as a network. Um, the revenue goes to Inside the Rink and kind of helps the upkeep of the site, keep everything up for us. Uh, we're still working on getting our pod transitioned over there so when you do click on our little landing on the page you'll be able to see our list of episodes and stuff um, on top of the other podcasts on the network but again uh, visit inside the rink.com slash ESPN sign up for ESPN plus if you do not have it already no Patrick the other night was saying that it has come in clutch because he's able to watch a lot of the college games going on, oh, yeah. keep up with some of the prospects. Um, I know he said he was watching a lot of uh, Lacombe's games lately. Uh, yeah, again, it helps us out as a as a pod, as a network, and yeah, we're trying throw that support towards I didn't inside mean to send the that ring. In the chat. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, we'll, go uh, go sign up, man. They got a lot of, they cover a lot of hockey on there, and not just NHL too. Um, yeah, they have, they cover the PHF, and that's also what they cover on our new network inside the rink has PHF writers. So remember that now. We'll uh, we'll do some quick hits here. News around the league: the uh, Devils push their win streak to thirteen wins <laughs> after beating the Oilers last night. We we are in a, officially in Devils are a wagon territory. Yep. Um. It, it it's nice to see them kind of piece things together finally because feels like year in year out they have really good drafts and then they're just really bad. Yeah, they're an easy team to root for. So, and we're not just saying that because we have close friends that are Devils fans. <laughs> like it it's cool seeing these teams that have been working hard to really kind of recoup and rebuild the right way and new jersey's taken a couple steps back just because of circumstances just yeah they're in a tough division to play in but it's it's cool to see them doing really well um yeah they're a lot of fun this year also in the atlantic uh the leafs lost morgan riley he's on long-term injured reserve and we kind of alluded to the fact that now all of a sudden they're in the market for defensemen because they do not have Morgan Riley, they don't have TJ Brody, and they do not have Jake Muzzin, which is not ideal uh, for any team, but a team that has 
as big expectations as the Leafs do year in year out. Definitely is a little, uh, they're kind of in panic button situation, Mm -hmm. uh, which is why I feel we're all kind of in the boat of, (laughs) Hey, uh, John, do you want to go play up in Toronto or (laughs) Hey Cam, you want to go play in Toronto? It's the hockey capital of the world. (laughs) Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Kyle Dubas kind of navigates this because he's definitely not one that's afraid to make big splashes and kind of keep the team afloat uh, because we all know how dramatic the Leafs are just in general. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything they do is news. And if they were to kind of stand pat and not try and fill any of these voids by these you know, key pieces of their their defensive core. Uh, <laughs> you know, we might be looking at a different team come the second half of the year because they've they've been a little shaky. Yeah, they they've been weird. I've watched a decent amount of their games and they just they kind of don't make sense. It's kind of like how we expect the Ducks to be a little bit better. It's like that with the Leafs, but not as dramatic, of course, because the Ducks are nowhere near Leafs like territory in terms of of skill and all that, but. They're off to like a really slow start. It's weird just to watch them struggle as much as they are. They're having a lot of things like go wrong for them so far. So, and that's the one thing where we're in a, a good spot to be in because, you know, the Leafs with those three guys down, you might see a desperation trade where they would be probably more willing to overpay for a guy like Klingberg than normally because they're they're down three guys. They gotta they gotta make up ground and especially with that big media market that they're in, they're, they're going to want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All, all, <laughs> all I heard was you say that Klingberg is getting traded to the Leafs for Austin Matthews. And I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, the asking price is like, it's one, it's a first rounder pl- and then some. Yeah. So. Nick Robertson, you are a duck. I still want Neilander. I want that dream to come true. I mean, we got to recoup the losses of losing both Raquel and Lindholm last year. Yeah. Speaking of flourishing, I was going to say, speaking of Hampus, uh, the Bruins are just as much a wagon as the devils are in not, I wouldn't say I'm rooting for them, but they kind of had weird expectations going into the year. Everyone was like, Oh, is this going to be the end of the the Bruins? You know, they're going to have to think about rebuilding soon. And then they've lost two games all year. (laughs) (laughs) 17 and two. That's ridiculous. Uh, They are currently closing in on the NHL record for most consecutive wins on home ice at 12. Um, They tied the record last night at 11 consecutive. Just when you think they're dead, they always somehow come back to life. They're, they're the Michael Myers of the NHL. <laughs> Just it's like you, you think you got rid of them. They get knocked out of the playoffs early. You have the whole thing with Tuka Rask last year and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone thought Swayman going down was going to kind of, you know, jar the ship off course, but they've just, they just don't, they just don't lose. Yeah, they, they um, have surprised me so far. And they have the Hurricanes on Friday at home. So that could be a really good game to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's just, 
I don't know. It's it's getting to the point where it's like I don't feel like we're ever gonna see the end of the Bruins because you know, Krejci's gone for a season and it's like, ah, okay, they're not going to be the same. And then all of a sudden he comes back and it's like, okay, we're good again, guys. <laughs> um, it almost just feels like Bergeron and Marshawn and all of them are just going to play forever. Especially Bergeron. I mean, yeah. Jesus, I hits, hits a thousand points and it just I like, I already had a thousand points. <laughs> just feels like the dude's been around for like 50 years. Seriously. They did that with Chara. Felt like Chara was never going to stop playing. He got drafted when that. I was in kindergarten. That's weird. In 98. <laughs> that's, that's weird, dude. Well, we have our yearly instance of Senators fans wanting the coach fired. Uh, they've gone 2-7-1 and one in their last 10 games played. And after their one of their most recent home losses, they were chanting to fire DJ Smith. Yep. Which I don't think that's the right move because they're definitely a little bit better than us. And I feel like <laughs> they have it nice with, you know, some really good young players that are kind of taking over in Ottawa. But I feel I feel it. Yeah. You know, Yes, that's what happens when you lose five one to the Sharks. <laughs> but do you think do you think we'll get the same treatment from DJ Smith as uh um Lindy Ruff got in New Jersey? <laughs> Where they were booing him, wanting him fired, and they were apologizing. Well Maybe the we'll Senators get... would also have to kind they of rattle to... off uh Yeah. You know, well, maybe the, maybe like twelve or Friday. twelve or so wins in a row or something yeah. like that. <laughs> They can get started on Friday. Don't you worry. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of in the same situation as us. We're like, I mean, I I guess people had higher expectations, but me personally, like I knew they weren't going to be that good. Mm-hmm. Sure. You add Giroux and, and uh, Debrinkat, but it's like, those are two players. <laughs> like, yeah, you still have a whole roster to, you know, get better. So um, obviously they're not playing up to expectations that I had, but yeah, I didn't think it was that egregious. They did have some young guys go down with injuries too. So it is kind of hit by the bug, kind of having some shit luck. It's just it's how the NHL be sometimes. At least they look good doing it. I love their uniforms. Yeah. That was that a is, great rebrand. That is very yes. true. Beautiful. It's arguably the best logo in their history. Oh, for sure. While we're on uniforms, I will say the Blues reverse retros after seeing the whole uniform <laughs> better than I thought. Really? I hated the jersey. Okay, just the jerseys alone, I hated them. But seeing them in a full uniform, mm-hmm. better than I thought. Still not great, <laughs> but definitely better than I thought. I like the colors, but I, I hate stripes on uniforms. So I wasn't really impressed with them. But I like the colors. They're, they look like Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Heard it here first. Lou hates stripes in the league of striped jerseys. Yeah. They're, they're just not good. I don't like stripes. You must hate referees. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and other news uh, Nikolai Ehlers is out indefinitely after having sports hernia surgery. It kind of sucks because he's a really fun player. I like watching. Yeah, he's don't watch a ton of the Jets, but it always seems like, uh, you know, he's 
He's kind of keeping Winnipeg afloat most of the time. So Did it he sucks. Play on Thursday? No, because he's out. Oh, okay. I thought that just happened or something. But no, I don't know. Sucks. One less, one less guy to kill the ducks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was looking at it. Yeah. He is fun to watch, though. He's my favorite player on the Jets. Easy. Speaking of other players that absolutely used to kill the Ducks, uh, Marion Hosa got his number retired by the Blackhawks, which I saw a lot of people kind of saying was weird. I I understand why, because when you're part of three cups, you know, mm-hmm. I I would also retire that guy's number. Yeah. But you had a lot of people like uh, I think it was Wyshynski saying like he he was always kind of like the third fourth fiddle on those Blackhawks teams but Hmm. to the same like on the opposite side of things like yeah he might have been the third fourth guy you think of but he also was on a team that has a bunch of guys that are probably going to be Hall of Famers like yeah he already is a Hall of Famer so yeah exactly like I I could see I can kind of see why they they did that I can too and you know we're not really in the we're nowhere near, you know, up to date with what Blackhawks fans are feeling or anything, but yeah, I find it weird that people were questioning it, but yeah, but what can you do? I'm happy for him. Congrats to Hosa. Becomes the eighth player in Blackhawks history to have his number retired. Uh, we also had a milestone in Pittsburgh of Genny Malkin reaches a thousand games played. It was pretty cool to watch the video of his son reading the starting lineup. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and then the team mimicking his warm up on the ice. Yeah. It reminded me of like an aerobics video, just watching everybody in like yeah. a circle doing doing the fucking stretches and, uh, and stuff. Yeah, it looks really weird. I kind of have a I kind of have a soft spot for the penguins. I don't know why. I do too. Yeah, and I well, think it's because I was a big Chris Kunitz fan. So when he got traded oh, to the Penguins, I feel like I became more of a Penguins fan. Me, it was when I was younger uh, with like Lemieux and Yager. And then Crosby helped. And I've, I've, I've liked Malkin, even though he's, he's kind of, you know, on the ice, he's kind of a, he can be a dirty player, but um, he is very good. Um, they just always seem to have, like, they can have people traded or retired, and they have, like, someone that can just jump right into their spot, take their spot, and they're, like, the new star of the team. Good old Mark and it's always, Dunk. like, a third liner, like, a second liner. Like, Gensel came out of nowhere, I felt like. They just always have someone ready, and it's kind of kind of annoying. But I, I like them, and I think it's mainly because of their, their logo as well. But their reverse retros, oh, my God. I might they, need one. They're very hot. Yeah. So it also helps that there's like at any time, like three to four former ducks that play for them too. (laughs) So it's just kind of natural to want to root for those guys. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't share the same sentiment. I don't really care for the penguins, but I I, I understand it. Especially with, especially with like Kunitz and stuff. Yeah. I mean, when they Um, play the ducks, I, kind of can't stand them but then once they're not playing my team it's like yeah i can i can sit here and watch a penguins game and they're they, they can be pretty fun so well lucky for you the penguins are always on national tv that's true that is true <laughs> not even have black- the winter classic so i'll say you're not getting blacked out by nhl network 
I actually am on Saturday. <laughs> They're playing the Leafs on NHL Network. <laughs> well, I guess I spoke too soon. <laughs> well, a new thing we wanted to introduce in these episodes was the lap game of the week. And I got to say, Connor's suggestion of the Oilers-Rangers game on Saturday morning uh, definitely is a, is a good good choice. Nice yeah. 10 a.m. start. Yeah. Yeah. So every week we're going to do, um, I'm going to, I'm about to tweet out a poll. Once you guys choose your, I need three games. I need three more games. Cause I have Connors down. Um, but I'll tweet out a poll and it'll start tonight and I'll have it end on Thursday on Thursday night. So then we can, you know, by then we'll have an answer and it's going to be games from Friday night to Monday night. So then every week we'll have at least one other game outside of Ducks games to maybe talk about. And hopefully, hopefully for the most part, they're all good. <laughs> Let's see, I'm looking at the list now. I kind of feel like, where was it? I just, I literally just scrolled past it. Uh, Kind of feel like New Jersey and Buffalo on Friday might be okay. a fun one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put that as my set in stone pick until <laughs> I look at the rest of these here. I'm going to go uh, New Jersey in New York against the Rangers on Monday. Okay. I'll put that one in right now. I like how we have two games so far that involve the Rangers. <laughs> you said the Devils Rangers on Monday? Yeah. Okay. Lou, you got one? No. <laughs> we'll just uh, say we'll just say Lou I, agrees with Connor. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree with whatever he said. Go Connor. Yay. Shout out Connor. Shout out Connor. <laughs> R.I.P. Connor. <laughs> you got one, Jack? Yeah. I got a Seattle Kraken versus Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. Okay, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Battle of the expansion teams. And both are actually doing very well. Yeah. Yep. The the game against Vancouver last night was crazy. Goal disallowed because awesome. of the because of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? There's a puck that was going around the boards and it hit a cameraman's lens in the, the little hole. Oh no broke. Shit broke the lens onto the ice and it carom to like a Vegas player and they scored. And so they wow. reviewed it and they should have whistled it dead when it hit the camera. So the goal got called back, but like two minutes later, the Knights scored anyways. So it really didn't matter, wow. but it still was, it was still, it was like a two, three minute delay of them <laughs> like going to Toronto and getting a, a ruling on it. <laughs> All right, so we just need one more. I might go. Oh, I'm kind of torn on Leafs wings on Monday, Panthers Oilers on Monday. Panthers Oilers sounds like a fun one. Yeah. Or that Bruins Hurricanes game sounds fun too. Yeah. I, I was, was going to say or Flames. Yeah. Flames Hurricanes. Might be a fun one. Which one do you think? 
I say I say Hurricanes Bruins. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a good game. Just that's because just because of like what the Bruins are doing right now, being on that streak. It's kind of why I picked New Jersey. Okay, that's fine. Kind of see if the, the streak stays alive. Yeah. Cool. Chris will be putting that out shortly. Yeah, if you're in this chat, go vote in a few minutes. I will tweet it out. So much fun. <clears throat> Okay, well, moving on, our uh, JD topic of the week is a, a very important one. This was put in all caps in the message that was sent to us. But we have to comment on who is the hottest player. I'm assuming on the Ducks. Yeah. But this can also be broad, and you can choose an, just a random NHL player if you want. I know Connor already sent us his. He said Adam Henrique. He has to be a little biased and go with his mom's favorite. So <laughs> Connor's choosing Henrique. Hmm. Who you got, Lou? Uh, Nicholas Ritchie. <laughs> cutie patootie. Come on. <laughs> He's just a cutie patootie. He looks like a mouth breather. He definitely yeah, is. Well, that's that's okay. I still remember seeing him on NHL Network, and instead of uh, competitor, he said competitor, and that made me laugh. Nick, hey. he's making millions of dollars, and we aren't. So he, he sure is. You know, you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with. Um, I don't want to copy Connor, but Henrik is a good-looking man. Can't lie. I'll say Mr. John Gibson, especially when he does the hair flip. Woo-wee. Watch out, kids. Uh, um, I don't know. I feel like it's been a while since I've actually seen like any of the Ducks players because I don't watch a ton of games outside of highlights. I still can't tell you what Brett Leeson looks like. <laughs> like I, I had, I couldn't pick him out out of a police file, you know. <laughs> like, um... I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna go off the board and say Simone Benoit because he wears very snazzy outfits to the rink. Okay, I like that pick. Even Big though he, drown guy, he looks like the uh, <laughs> he looks like the rat from Flushed Away. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out yesterday that um, Hugh Jackman is the rat from Flush Away. Really? That's like the great that things about all mind. of those movies from the 2000s. It's like all these like high profile actors are voicing like fucking toasters and bullshit yeah. DreamWorks <laughs> movies. <laughs> all right, I'll go. Um, I was going to say Henrik, um, but I did, again, I didn't want to copy. So. <laughs> I have quite a few uh, friends that have crushes on Trevor Zegris. So I'm going to go with Trevor Zegris because that's a popular okay, popular choice of my friend group. Speaking of uh, Connor's mom liking Henry, mine thinks Zegris is a good looking dude. I'm like, damn, he is young. But go off. He's is younger just... than me. And that like blew my mind. No judgment. Is, no judgment. Is it just me or does... Um... 
Pavel Reginda looked like Brandon Montour. Yeah, he does. That one picture that I had of him, I think like, we shared before, like one of our early episodes, and we had the same of him. like mouth. It it looked like Montour. Yeah, Montour's <laughs> a good looking dude too. That's true. That is so, true. Savannah said Monty? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Yeah, Daddy, he, I mean Monty. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Not not me. Like they Comtois is not too bad looking. They look exactly alike. I feel like Comtois kind of looks like Raquel. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can yeah, see that. I could, yeah, yeah. Manson wasn't too bad either. Yeah, he was a handsome dude. He was. He was pretty handsome. I rode my bike past him in Newport Beach one day. Did you really? Years ago. Yeah, middle of COVID. <laughs> For some reason in COVID, I picked up cycling. I just go to the beach and I ride my bike and I drove right past him. And I was like, that was Josh Manson and his family. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying Eric to Grant. think maybe league, league-wide. Grant. I mean, Monty's a good, a good choice. Brandon Tanev. <laughs> it's the but, eyes. I mean, as long as he's not doing the, who's the the prosp? Is it Fantilli that's the one that's doing the all of his like media pictures doing the Tanev eyes? Oh, the Seahawks player. No, there's there's like a a kid that's gonna be in the next draft that's doing it too. I don't, I'm not like I'm drawing a blank on who it yeah, is. Yeah, I can't. I I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I can't remember who it is. Yeah, I've seen the Seahawks player do that. No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any any players. Wow. Shut, shout out, Connor. He confirmed it was Fantilli. Okay. Thank you, fella. Thank you, Mr. Fella. Oh, I remember the good silly looking, for Fantilli movement. Guy. Oh, Shea Theodore's not, not too bad looking. Shea Theodore? Yeah. <laughs> Before you we started Camp Fowler. I don't even know what he looks like. Too. I forget. Camp Fowler, yeah. You forgot what she... What? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, Cam Fowler is a good looking dude, though. Yes, like... Savannah, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Camped in America. Like I said, before he started losing his hair. <laughs> We're all, I mean, we got to have the bald dad on the team. No one said Shattenkirk. Where's the love? <laughs> Why can't I think of any? Dad and Kirk doesn't have a chin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally, like I, I noticed this especially yesterday. He was doing like a intermission, like interview. He's talking, and it's like a straight line from his mouth to his like neck. <laughs> Jesus Christ! God, Chris is, Chris is having a moment here. I can't I, I can't think of anyone in the league anymore. I mean, like I got put on the spot and I I can't think of anybody. The Sean was saying that Gibby it's all Gibson because I mean I understand that. I thought that was your choice, Chris. I thought you said Gibson. Yeah, yeah he, he kind of does look like Alexander Volkov a little bit. I mean, he just might oh, be yeah. a little bit better at hockey. Too soon. <laughs> Little <laughs> sad. Rest, yeah, in, rest, rest said, in peace, Ducks legend Alex Volkov. I said Gibson, but I was trying to think of other players around the league, and for some re- some reason, I can't think of anybody. 
Oh, William Nylander. I just brought him up a while ago. No, Savannah. I was saying Pavel's better than him. Not not Volkov. This is more a Volkov pack, not a <laughs> not a Sav pack. What the hell's wrong with Nylander? He's like <laughs> beautiful. He looks like the, he looks like Goomba. what? He, he looked like a Goomba from freaking Super Mario World. The hell are you on? Google a Goomba man. from Super Mario World and then Google William Nylander. And... Nick no. Ritchie looks more like a Goomba than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy that said Nick Ritchie's coming at my throat <laughs> for saying William Nylander. <sighs> Take a seat. Well... Let's get into our other topic of the week from Hockey365. He said, Rocco Grimaldi, noted friend of Hockey365, and I guess he had made a video for Rocco back in the day, which, shout out, H365 being the stand-up duty is. Yes. But he asks, how long until he's on the Ducks? And I feel like this is a question we'll be asking all season because yeah. it's probably going to be the last, like, I say like the last like two months of the season. Yeah. Hey, I got an idea. Check this out, guys. Not sure how we didn't think of this before. I think Dallas just used Internet Explorer and it's still updating all the stats. (laughs) He's like, well, I'll I'll wait for him to get more games played in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying closer to the end of the year because I feel like it's going to be that aha moment of like, why, why didn't we do this sooner? Yeah. And he's going to act like he's like so smart. So listen, listen to what I just did. Grimaldi's a duck. Yeah. I'll put a specific, I'll put a specific date on it. I'm going to say, let's see. This will go up on the Twitter next to the hundred point. Zieger season. Yeah. I got to get one right at some point, right? I'm going to say he's a duck after Christmas. But will it become Nightfall or whatever mm-hmm. the Lou meme is? Whatever the Lou. <laughs> Who are we talking about? When uh, Grimaldi's going to be a duck, Lou. Oh, he probably ain't going to be a duck till fucking March. <laughs> March. <laughs> I'll say um, his first game with us will be either December 28th against the Golden Knights at home or home against the Predators December 30th. That's mine. That'd be fun. Yeah. If Sean asks, let's talk, why isn't he a duck now? That is a very good question. That is the million-dollar question. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because if it hasn't happened yet, I have no idea when it's going to happen. Because, I mean... In the preseason, it's not like he's just only been a center. Like they put him on right wing during preseason, so you know he can play multiple positions. So he know. sure as hell would be an upgrade over Leeson or fuck even Silverberg at this point. I know. Yeah. I, mean, I feel so bad for Silverberg. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't want to knock him too hard because he's he's dealt with a lot of a lot of shit in the last year between yeah. hip surgery and a blood clot in his leg. But maybe maybe some time in the press box might serve him a little little bit better. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it feels like we're not going to be able to pinpoint a 
a date because again if it hasn't happened already god knows when it's gonna happen if i get the date right the 28th or the 30th of december lou has to drink swamp water no i don't please no drew he he drinks coffee you remember i haven't had one in like a month a month it's like it's kind of like a null and void like thing because Lou drinks coffee, just pretends to hate it. No, it tastes like ass still. <laughs> just the one I drink tastes like less ass. Okay. It's like a 5.5 on the ass tasting scale. I'm I'm glad we have that metric, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Lou's <laughs> advanced stats. Yep. On a scale of ass expected to... ass for 60. <laughs> Connor said coffee is uh the nectar of the gods. I totally agree. It's not wrong. I've become more of a coffee guy recently. Never been a huge coffee guy, but I'm tired. So yeah, I I can't drink it often because it makes my tummies hurt. <laughs> Your yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I already admit just about every episode that I have a problem. <laughs> Will I fix it? I don't know. Probably not. Hey, but the, I do the, have an issue. The I first step much. of uh, knowing you have a problem is admitting you have a problem. Exactly. Bingo. How do you even sleep at night <laughs> when you drink it? I like have a, a lot of decaf. Oh. What'd you say, Jack? Like a baby. Yeah, like a baby. Don't even worry about it, Lou. Yeah. While you're wondering if I'm asleep, I'm catching you. Don't, you don't got to get aggressive there. I know. Just asking a question. You oh, Yeah. But. Well, getting into our Ask Lap listener <laughs> questions section of the episode, we have a couple on Twitter. Uh, our pal Tyler Tunnell asks us, you can pick the new coach to replace replace Eakins, but it's only who's available right now. Whomst are we picking? Jake and Felix talked about it last night, and I'm pretty sure all of us can agree Andrew Burnett's probably number one. That would be cool. He'd be like a 1A and maybe like Barry Trotz is a 1B for me personally. But I'm saying Andrew Burnett all the way just because you look what he did with the Panthers last year. And yeah, was he even available? He's technically with the Devils right now. Yeah. But we're, yeah, want, we're bending the rules Andrew here. I'm, I'm saying Andrew Burnett. Hmm. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with that choice, to be honest. Um, and outside of him and Trotz, who the hell's even available? That's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> I've always been a big Trotz guy, so um, yeah, I like. Trotz. I wouldn't mind seeing him. I think Burnett and Trotz, if it was one of the two, I think that would be a good move, regardless. Maybe we get round three of Randy Carlisle. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, let's not, uh, Kick let's... him off this. Yeah. <laughs> this first episode. Say, <laughs> so, uh, Patrick in the chat says David Carl, the coach of Denver at Denver University. Ooh. I kind of feel like Verbeek might be, might be, uh, one of those guys that kind of surprises us with like a, like a Jared Bednard kind of, yeah coaching higher i don't know he he seems like a guy that might surprise us and kind of pick some guy no one's ever heard of 
personally, like I'm gonna be on the brunette train until he signs somewhere else. But maybe we can steal uh, Marty St. Louis from Montreal. I'd like that little man coaching our team. <laughs> Is he are you just saying? Are you just saying that to piss Felix off? Maybe. Shut up, maybe just a little. Starting a fire. Starting a fire. So our other question comes from Ryan, and I don't know if he was replying to somebody. I know. I don't I don't uh, know. I do like I do like how he starts his questions just with random shit. Uh, because it's always funny to read, but he says that's a good point. Actually, <laughs> speaking of metal, if given the avail the ability to make the perfect favorite or favorite five song album, what choices would the pod make? That's a hard one. Is it metal um, only? No, I, I think he's... I'm interpreting it as just any five songs, but... I'm not well-versed for this. This is very... Yeah, I don't know. I read just, it as metal. I don't get who he's replying to, because like it doesn't show <laughs> that he's replying to anybody. I think he's doing this just knowing that we would... Oh yeah, we would uh, have have trouble deciphering. Go find some escalators. (laughs) Say, Connor did an all Iron Maiden one, which he chose a good top five. They're all from Iron Maiden's "Somewhere in Time" album. So he said, "Caught somewhere in time." Wasted Years, Stranger in a Strange Land, Sea of Madness, and Alexander the Great, which are all very good songs. And then he finished it up with Get Squeaked, you know, <laughs> as, as as we, as, as become custom. Was it top five? Yeah. Favorites or like top five best to make an album. That's tough because I got three. I just don't know what to fill it out with. <laughs> I feel like I'm most versed in like Metallica. So that's kind of the route I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say Disposable Heroes at one, uh, Creeping Death at two, Confusion at three. Um, all within my hands at four, and Phantom Lord at five. Going with the some of the least popular ones, but you know, don't let anybody tell you Saint Anger is bad. Saint Anger was good. As Chris and Lou have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just yeah, I'm just <laughs> hanging out, man, listening yeah. to your voices. I'm just, I'm just vibing. Connor <laughs> said Master of Puppets by Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Every time that comes on at work, I go over the mic. I'm like, guys, it's a song from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> It could just be like top five songs from anyone. Yeah, just, just, just go and say your top five songs, Lou. 
Ryan purposely tried to put your brain in a pretzel. Yeah. The beginning of the, the tweet. Well, for sure, Rain When I Die by Allison Change. That's one. For sure. Um, probably Rotten Apple by Allison Change, obviously. Um, yeah, Connor said just name five uh, Allison Change songs. Well, I want to be different. I want to. Wants to mix it up. Yeah, I want to mix it up. Um, Lodi by Credence Clearwater Revival. Love that song. Um, Looking out my back door by CCR. And. uh, Someday by Alan Jackson. I love Alan Jackson. Thought of yours yet, Chris? Or are you going to opt out of this question? We, yeah, I'll opt out of this one. No one waste anybody's <laughs> time. <laughs> All right. I think I got mine. So we'll go. I'm going to go a different route because I'm not well versed in the metal scene like you guys are. Um, I'm going to go like more 90s rock because that's, that's more up my alley. I'll go Times Like These by Foo Fighters. Oh, um, Connor's going to love that. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've heard his Foo Fighter takes. I'm sorry, but the Foo Fighters are my favorite band all time, and there's nothing you could say that'll change my mind. Um, so, yeah, Times Like These by Foo Fighters. I'll go Interstate Love Song by um, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Um Who's I going to go three? I'll go All Apologies by Nirvana. Ooh. I'll go Black by Pearl Jam. And for the fifth, I'll go... Uh, oh, I I just had it. I was looking through my all my songs <laughs> that I have on here. Oh, uh, Santa Monica by Everclear. It's a, it's a good... Good little lineup there. I was gonna say if you're gonna go grunge, you gotta put plush in there. Yeah, I love plush. Yeah, I, I will be some Nirvana. I will die on the hill that the acoustic version of plush is the superior version of the two, but both versions of that song are pretty fucking good. Yeah. So you sure you don't want to do one, Chris? I'm no, I'm good. We can move <laughs> on. <laughs> I believe... Does Chris even listen to music? I do, but my brain's empty. Don't worry about oh, me. Okay. <laughs> I believe that was all of the questions we had on Twitter. Is there any you guys want to ask in the chat? Now would be the time to drop them. This is your time to shine. So to answer or to kind of go back to what you were saying, Johnny, I am unapologetically in defense of St. Anger at any given opportunity because I feel it's very misunderstood. Like it's definitely not Metallica's best, but I still fucking love it. And I will, I'm not ashamed to say that. Johnny also asks how soon until Hellison gets called up. And I'm assuming sticks Ooh. and plays with the team instead of just being, just being there. Cause someone's hurt. 
He'll just do like the pregame soccer stuff. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's soon. I feel like with all he the buzz, called, he did get called up the other day. He just didn't play. Yeah. yeah, I feel like with all the buzz with the Leafs, we're kind of one of those teams that's going to be one of those ones that might be parting with some guys a little early this year. Yeah. And, you know, if we lose any of our free agent guys or anybody with some term, I definitely feel like he's, you know, the next in line to come up. Um, I'd hope that he's the next one to come up. I feel like Verbeek's shown that he's on the, on the radar and it's not just like he's kind of pulling guys for no reason. Yeah. So that, that kind of gives me hope he'll get a game sometime here soon. Pulling names out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was just what was going on? I could I could see that being a Bob Murray thing. So it's like, oh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like I picked him again. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I say if we had to put a timetable on it, I say next month or so. Yeah, I'll say next month. I'll I'll be surprised if he hasn't like played and it's the new year already. But I'll I say next month too. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I think for sure by the deadline. Cause I think if when I won't say if, I'll say when John Klingberg gets traded. Um I see him coming up and taking a spot uh on the roster or Kulikov for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Savannah wants us to predict the score for the game tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. Why? The last time we did this, they won. And we all, go. We go. all oh, yeah, them. that's right. We all doubted them against the wings and sick. they won that game. We didn't pick a winner, though. Lou did. I'll, I'll go 6 5 decks. <laughs> 6 5. Yeah. Isn't Halak usually pretty good against us? I have no idea. Who's not pretty good? Who's Halak? <laughs> Yaroslav Halak. He's the guy that always oh, has like yeah. the scratch on his pads. That guy. He was in um, Vancouver last season. Yeah. I'll go. I think the Ducks did good against him last year. I think. I'll go. I won't say who. I'll say it's a coward. 5 3 game. Did you just call me a coward? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he said it without any emotion, too. It's like, I won't say who won 5-2. This coward under his breath. <laughs> Look at him. I'll go 4-2 Rangers. 4-2 Rangers. Chris stole mine. I was going to say 5-3 Rangers. Sick. It's good to know we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. We usually are. I mean, we're like, mm-hmm. we were made for each other. It's pretty great. Hey, there's something in it for us. Savannah said if we get the score right, she'll give us a cookie or something. Sick. Can't wait to some, get it a couple days later. In the mailbox. I don't like cookies, so. What? You're weird. Do I have to decline that gift? Hmm? Did you just say you didn't like cookies? I, I sure did. I don't really care for them. Can I ask what kind of cookie it would be? It's kind of important. <clears throat> While she's answering that, um, I was going to say, before you watch the Ducks game tomorrow, you should watch the Blues Sabres. It's in Buffalo, and the Sabres are doing 90s night, and that's exactly why I'm wearing my goat head hat, because they're rocking their third jersey tomorrow. 
jersey. Get the black go ahead. Hell yeah. They're, they're rocking their third tarps tomorrow. Should be awesome. Uh Sean put his uh his five in the in the chat. We'll read it That's off before we uh close things out here. I got a I got a question after. Okay. But he said Spirit of the Radio, Crazy Train, Master of Puppets, Run to the Hills, and Bohemian Rhapsody, since we didn't do all metal. Okay, go ahead, Lou. The floor is um, yours. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Sweet potato casserole. Ooh. So we put pineapple. We put crushed pineapple oh. in ours with marshmallow and brown sugar on top. Oh. That just got better as you kept talking there, sir. I will I will in fact post pictures because it is hot. Can't wait. <laughs> I was gonna say mine's like it's either stuffing or green bean casserole. Do uh desserts count? Yes. Hell yeah, they do. I make a good pumpkin cake. Ooh. Cream cheese frosting. God damn. I'm literally making it after we're done recording, so we need an LAP Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. Okay, what about you, Lou? I feel this is a trap. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> it's turkey, and if you don't think it's turkey, please grow up. <laughs> I could just... <laughs> that was so directed at Connor. That's crazy. Well, it's Take directed at of him not being here. It's it's directed <laughs> at several people. Um, you, know who you, know, you know who you are, and I implore you to grow up a little bit. Thank so, you. Have a good night. Yeah, grow up already. Yep. So Savannah answered the cookie thing. It's uh, oatmeal raisin if the Ducks lose and whatever you choose if they win. So this is where she's probably going to get mad at me. I would actually be down for the Ducks to lose because I like oatmeal raisin cookies. Take out the raisins and they're good. I like oatmeal raisins. I'm not. <laughs> not raisin. Ew. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally you a garbage know... disposal. I'll eat whatever. I don't care. You what? what? Amen. Amen to that. Raisins are just rat turds. Let's be real here. Oh, God. Come on now. <laughs> well, she said no cookies for you, Chris. Oh, so. whatever. I knew that, I knew she was going to get all serious like that. She said CJK pack. <laughs> <laughs> she dangled the cookie in front of my face and snatched it away. One more nice. thing. One more thing before we go. I'll, uh, I'll give uh, Connor a shout out. He said it earlier in the chat. We didn't get to it. He said, how about we talk about the Angels getting... Um, Hunter Renfro for three mid pitchers. I will give him a shout out for that. Shout out Perry. He is <laughs> cooking in the lab as we speak. Perry is in fact cooking. Now if we can just get a shortstop and get that bullpen. He's Wild card here we come. And all as is that Aaron Judge was in San Francisco today. So take that as you will. Perry's on sign that Heisenberg him. kick. He's sign cooking. Sign him far in. Sign them. <laughs> uh, you want to take us out, Chris? Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, once again, we appreciate all of your support. It's been amazing so far. It's It's been a lot of fun. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Late Arrivals Pod. Make sure you're following our new network at Inside the Rink. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure you're following their YouTube um and subscribe to our youtube as well because i think jake you wanted to post the Both twitch to inside the rink on, and yeah 
on nice. Inside the Rink and our YouTube. So you'll be able to watch on Twitch and two different YouTube channels. So make sure you're following all of that. And uh, yeah, if you want to support, uh, you know, the shows, the podcast on Inside the Rink and our writers, like the wonderful Jack here, um, you can subscribe uh, to uh, Inside the Rink Plus. It's ITR Plus. It's like three bucks a month and it's actually pretty cool. You get, you get like, uh, I think you get some sort of like discount on different things. I think you can get like a free, you get something on merch. Hold on. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to do this. Um, ad free browsing with your three bucks a month subscription. And it comes with a 30 day free trial. You'll get ad free browsing. Um, you'll get their insider newsletter. You'll get invites to any unique events such as Q&As, exclusive video content, and more. And you will get promo codes and giveaways to their merch shop. So that is ITR Plus by Inside the Rink. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, that would, that would go a long way to uh, supporting the uh, creators on Inside the Rink. So do your thing. Or get it for someone, you know? It's the holiday season. So Go to their we'll, shop, get someone a hoodie. Hopefully in the next couple weeks here, we'll have our uh, system all set up with uh, affiliate now that we are officially eligible for the program here on Twitch. Yes. So if you guys do feel like subbing, it definitely is appreciated. Um, know if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free gaming Prime gaming subscription every month. Uh, you can use it to subscribe and I believe also to give subs. I'd need to double check on that, but looking to get some, uh, some things set up here. Uh, yeah, we definitely are thankful for the support that we have gotten, you know, in this journey so far, you know, 22 episodes in, uh, feel like they have flown by for sure. Uh, yeah. but you know, it's, it's cool that we get to do this with you guys every week. Uh, gonna keep on trucking here. I know probably announce a little bit of a schedule change closer to the Christmas holiday, mm-hmm. but we will see you guys next week on Tuesday again. Hope you guys have a uh, good Thanksgiving holiday here. And actually, I think next week we're doing Wednesday. Were we? <clears throat> Are I we? Think because the Ducks have a game on Tuesday. Okay. Well, because we're kind of roll. We've been kind of rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Every other week, we're kind of going Tuesday night. Or Wednesday night. So well, next week no, will be Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday, they're Wednesday. In Nash- they're in Nashville next week. Next yeah. Tuesday. Yes, sir. Well, regardless of day, you know where to find us. We'll uh, be bringing you guys the content the rest of the week. I know uh, Patrick said he has some stuff ready to go over on Inside the Rink. So we will uh, see you guys then. Yep. See you next week, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.